So yeah, I just threw up and I'm hungover and I have my job's holiday party tonight. Oh, <laughs> and I don't know. oh, it's, it's turned up weekend. Yeah, and Carmen's birthday celebration tomorrow. Oh man, on a Sunday? Because it's yeah. two days before the holiday, so people are busy all the time every year for the past thirty-seven years. Oh, so y'all just just go in town? Yeah, yeah. You you better go out before you go out again. No, no. I'll do up outside. <laughs> like like of your house? Like on a side lot grass area. Okay. That's I want to go up, get though. things off the car. Oh shit! It got really hot all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's Peter Rosenberg, uh, ESPN, WWE, Hot 97, all that stuff. I'm live from New York City right now. I'm hanging with Bear the Dog. and You're not listening to the worst podcast, but at the same time, it's not the best podcast. No, no, literally, you're listening to not the best podcast, all right? Talking about real-life issues, real-life things, real talk, real people, all right? Not the best podcast. I'm Peter Rosenberg. Peace. You record? Yeah, yeah, we record. We live, dog. We live. Hey, yo, Deuce, have you been practicing the intro? No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's not the best podcast, but the expectations in the name, so you can't say we didn't warn you. Alongside Naldo, alongside Rich, it's me, the D-I-Z. What's good? What's going on? What's going on, man? It's been like um, it's been like eight years since our last uh, podcast episode. Yeah, it's been a little bit, yo. yeah, yeah, it's been a little Might bit been. for sure. I heard the streets just talking like we was washed, yo. We still, yeah, we, we still made last time we recorded. You said what? It was a pandemic outside last time we recorded. Yeah, it's a pandemic yeah. now. They it's a pandemic now. COVID, I don't know if you RSV it's the rising the again. Nigga, uh, is there is there is there is there like a a, a time limit on pan, pandemics? Is there like a statute of limitations? Like nah, bro. Like it's pandemic. It's over if it's over four years, isn't it just like life it's, it's at this life. point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it should be, I guess, right? Like, it's not a pandemic uh, anymore when people just be like, all right, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, at some point, they stopped, they stopped having the AIDS epidemic, right? When did that happen? Is that when, like, Magic Johnson got it? I want to say that it stopped then, but, you know, when when people started taking medication and people become undetected, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's nothing to worry about anymore, I guess. I don't know if it's nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better still worry. You better you take precautions, fool. Still gotta worry, dog. You still gotta worry, but like you know, say you undetected. Yeah, you. Like you know, what I'm saying, like I, mean, I feel you, but yeah, strap up. You need to, without a doubt, you know, so you don't have to be detected in order to be undetected. Like you know, what I'm saying so. You, be, you better be protected. You better be protected so you don't get detected to have to be undetected. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we probably just out here already, man. Is this, is this a maturity? No, no. The maturity of the show happening right now? I don't, we're three married men now, so I mean. Yo, I was thinking about that yesterday before we hopped on uh, the podcast. I was just like, dog, like. Ah right, yeah, we're all married now. Every every last one of us. Everybody. Congratulations to Naldo, by the way. Yeah, Thanks, man. It seems big, so long ago. Big shout out to an epic, epic, epic wedding situation. That and that encompasses yeah. all the feels, all the feel goods, all the love. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um shout shouts to uh Bottega. Um, shouts to Bottega. For sponsoring the um the bachelor uh the bachelor suite yeah, shots of Otega. You know what was cool about your wedding though? I felt like you had so many cool people there. You know what I mean? Like with Reg's wedding, even though you know it was destination as well. Like I felt like it was all my people. 
You know what I'm saying? And I felt like with yours, like, you know, we got to meet so many new cool people, you know, obviously with Carbon's group, um, you know, there's a lot of cool people that we met. So shouts to all of them too. Yeah, man. That I think that was the um the 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 the, the different factor when it came to your and my wedding, man. It's like at my wedding, I was just running into people that I know forever. And at your wedding, it was just like I I met somebody new every day. Somebody real dope, somebody real cool. You know what I'm saying? And it was um oh man, it was just a good look, man. It was just a good feel, bro. Like the vibe the whole weekend, man. The whole week, I should say, was just Yo, man, y'all did a great job. Y'all did a great job, man. Appreciate it, man. It was, it was fun. We had a good time, bro. We, we appreciate everybody who was able to make it out there. It was it was perfect. It was exactly what I envisioned, what we envisioned, I think. She also envisioned it. But she was happy with the turnout, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was yeah. very nice. Very nice. One thing that my wife, um, she said, she was like, yo, man, like, I know what it's like to be a bride during a wedding and like you got a million miles an hour going on in between your ears, right? She says, but yo, Carmen looked like she enjoyed herself, bro. Like she took time to enjoy the people that were there, the pool, all this and that. Even if it might've been aggravating points, you never saw that on Carmen, like never. She was like, she was having a, a, the time of her life, man. And it was, that was infectious, man, because it made everybody else feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was it was perfect. Man, we really we enjoyed ourselves. We didn't feel stressed. I mean, it was annoying having to meet people, but even our coordinator and all the planners and everything, everyone made it so like seamless. Our meetings happened very quickly. I didn't feel like I was here like at any point. Like I was just wasting time right now. You know what I mean? So, all right. And all the all the meetings we had were just like to the point. We we got the message across and they executed. And shout out to you guys for expanding the dance floor. That shit was definitely needed. <laughs> Thank you for the bridal party for, for expanding our dance floor. Because yeah. everybody was doing it. It was used. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I just remember when we were in the uh, in the suite, the groom's suite, uh, getting dressed. And um, Naldo looking like he was about to he was about to get about to get into a game. Like it was said, I mean, went and sat in the corner. He was like, "Yeah, I feel I'm freaking out a little bit, but you know, I'm good. I'm good." Like I mean, tapping the leg, he closed his eyes, had his hands folded in front of him. I was just like, "Yo, my man is." Oh yeah, I remember that feeling. Yeah, I was going through it. Yeah, yeah, man. No, but it was just like I'm looking at you. I'm like, oh shit, man. Like I remember feeling that same kind of way. Like right before it went down. Like, but. It was it was because um, I saw it when it when it came to Deuce, you know. And then I, I went through it, and then I saw you go through it. It was just like it was it was uh, nostalgic to say the least, man. To say the least, and the fact that we were all involved in each other's weddings, man. That's that's, uh, that's fire. That's fire. That's why this podcast is so so dope, man. You know what I mean? Even our own, even the photographer and videographer, like they were dope too. They were yeah, they did a good job. I'm very, very happy with our videos and pictures. Yeah. And very personable guys, man. Like, shout what's the What's the name of their company? Yeah, it is us don't butcher that shit. And then people start looking for them. They can't find them. I don't business. <laughs> I mean, from us to you. He's like, bros, from you to us. <laughs> no, us to, us to you, Digital Studios. Us to you, Digital Studios. <laughs> us to you, Digital Studios, yo. They did a bang up job. But you know what was, um, I think was pretty cool was the fact that we had, like, all of our vendors were people we knew personally, you know, like, Carmen's um, makeup person was, like, her sorority sister. Those guys are her fraternity brothers. Like, she went to college with them, and they grew up together. Um, the DJ, you know, like, it was O'Day, like, we all know. So, it was that, was that was really cool to have people that we, that meant something to us that, you know, had played a part in our in our wedding and celebration and everything, documenting it. Even, even down to the people conferring the wedding. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was cool, man. So, Red, you got some big news too, huh? Say what? Said you got some big news too, huh? Yeah, man. A couple of things, man. Last time, I don't know how old the boy was when uh, uh, we last uh, recorded, but like, he's one now, which blows my mind. So, I'm like, how fast the year has gone. To this kid now having a whole personality, laughing at jokes and 
you know what I'm saying? Like really playing hard. Like it's kind of like, yo, where does this kid come from? And then on top of that, we moved the whole family down in North Carolina, man. So this is where this is my first uh, shoot or, 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 or recording production from the Kakalakis, as they say. And uh, that's why I don't have my equipment somewhere in a box. So, <laughs> somewhere in one of those cabinets. Somewhere where these these little fancy ass cabinets back here. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. We down here. Um, been down here since about. Well, I've been here since August. My wife came down in September, so we kind of like had to pioneer this thing. Driving back and forth, I've been down ninety five and eighty five. Was always fun, you know. what I'm Saying, and I just did my last trek to Jersey to get the last of our stuff this past weekend. Shout out to Edwin for helping me out, my homie. Um, we brought it down. Now everything, our whole life is down here now. So, uh, yeah, I'm about to go get my license during this little winter break. <laughs> I'm about to have a North Carolina license, bro. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's cra- nah, man, but, like, yeah, that, the North Carolina scene, man, so far has been really good to us, man. Like, you know, um, a lot of Giants fans down here, which is crazy. Um, you know, Carolina Panthers is like this. This city is definitely reflective of like the, the airport. It's like, you know, this is a place where people uh, transition to another flight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people aren't necessarily uh, from here, even though, you know, you got your North Carolinians, but a lot of people are from everywhere, man. So it's a really nice community uh, where we live at is awesome good neighbors. We actually got friends from Jersey that are around the corner from us. It's been good, man. It's been really, really good. I work, I'm, I'm an assistant principal officially now. What's up, bro? Thanks, up, man. Thanks, man. It's running me ragged, but it's fun. It's always a fire put out, you know, but yeah, it's been good. North Carolina has been good. I might have some new news for y'all in a couple weeks, though. So <laughs> stand by. Stand by. Yeah, man, might, might, might be some change of employment. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, not that, not the kind of news y'all think on. That's where my mind first went. Everybody's mind goes there first, man. Everybody's mind goes there first. You know what I'm saying? We'll see, though. We'll yeah, see. Trying to put that out on the podcast? What? The... Yeah. You talking about a new kid? Yeah, I was like, God damn. Nah, nigga, nah, 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 nah. If that, if that shit happens... <laughs> I'll be, I won't be talking as much. I'll just be sitting here like, mm. I'm saying a goddamn thing because this one kid is hard, man, let alone letting, letting there be two. God, yeah. man. Let me tell you. Yeah, I know. I, bro. And, and it's crazy, yeah. man, because, like, you know, you know, Isabel's a perfect baby. And, like, now she's just a fucking menace. <laughs> like, as soon as she turned one, and like, cause she she started walking quick. Like as soon as she took her first steps, it was like, all right, this is this is the get down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Crawling shit. Like she did. She she didn't even really crawl. Like she right. just went right to walking. And like now yeah. she's every she's in everything. Ah, uh, what else has been going on since we uh since we last aired out? A lot. I also got a new job. There you go. Yeah, life coaching youth. It was 15 to 22 now. So um, it's what I was looking for uh, when I left the museum and it fell into my lap. So what luck. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good work, it's gratifying work. Um, you see like it's immediate impact, not immediate impact, but it's like direct impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, just working with, with these youth and helping them reach these milestones and achieve their goals and whatever it is that they want to do. Um, it's just also made me realize like how many, like it's crazy out here. You don't just don't really know the situation of how many kids are out here that are at risk. Um, especially, I mean, I, I can't even compare it to New Jersey because I didn't really know I wasn't really working with that population or even like Miami-Dade, you know, like I don't know. There's so many kids who just are homeless mm-hmm. and like, yeah, it's wild. The, the, the lack of opportunity or education um, 
for these kids, not the lack of opportunity because they just don't know. It's just the education um, for them. It's wild. It's just crazy. But I do think is that you don't know because they're not in the system. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the wild one. Like, that's there's a lot of part. kids in the system, but there's a lot of kids not in it. Like, there's more not in it than probably that right. are in it. Right. And those that are in it, it's like vast. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot that's in it. Yeah, you're right, man. I know, right. I, know I probably rub shoulders with kids in our programs. It's probably maybe 150 to 200, you know, but that's like a drop in a bucket in a whole yeah. county. Really yeah. Because like, there's some kids who be like, man, I want to get my friends in here. I'm like, yo, I can imagine, like, right. the of friends you have that probably are needing some guidance and, and, and coaching. So, And I work with all black people, man. It's just, I think that's the biggest change um everyone in the office is literally like black or caribbean descent um we have one latino guy <laughs> uh yeah it's, it's very office environment is very positive um our ceo is very like present and and mm-hmm. he takes you know he, he talks to everybody like he basically says he works for us so whatever literally whatever people need they go to him he tries to make it happen like so i think it's it's, it's pretty pretty dope um yeah and it's, it's close to home and like i said flexibility i think is the biggest thing i create my own schedule mm-hmm. yeah that's fire yeah good for you and man. i get holidays off i get just first time we get these next two weeks off and i'm like this is great <laughs> like <laughs> well you got holiday break you you, you, you off until holiday break year? bro it's so weird. I don't even know what to do with myself. I was like, maybe no. I should pick up a job, like go work at a camp or something during those two weeks. Like, nah, what do you dog. No, dog. Kick your feet up because you got to go right back to it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, working with this population, man, it's tough, bro. So that's why they give you them breaks. You need those, man, to recharge. You know what I'm saying? And they, they recognize that. Um, they definitely know. Because they say, you know, if we're not okay, we can't. How are you going to serve? I can right. help these kids if you're not okay. Like, right. So it's definitely something. And then it's, it's another thing, you know, like, just like Jamal, like they invest into the say the people. So if people are like struggling, not doing it. They find ways to coach them up or, you know, create a new position for them and, and, and put them in a place where they'll be successful instead of just like harming more colored people and making them unemployed. You know, like they really look out for their own. So. Mm. I, I see you uh, remodeling your kitchen, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot. This <laughs> has been a lot. Um, it's it's, but I'm very happy with, I'm happy with the guy we're working with, just because he gave us such a great deal compared to like when I went to go get price when I went to go get like an estimate before from another contractor. Um, this guy's giving us like literally, I want to say it on here because he might listen. I want to, I'm not gonna say it, but it's a great discount. Like, yeah. <laughs> Great discount. Um, yes. So the work is it's happening. We actually had to do like a complete remodel um, and demolition of our kitchen. We're doing stairs, um, first floor baseboards. Um, yeah. So it's been a work in progress. Hopefully, it's another two weeks. It started and crazy part. So the, um, the job was scheduled to start the day after Thanksgiving. Um, the guy who was doing the job, he was like very sick. He had food poisoning from Thanksgiving. So he didn't come in that oh, day. No. He came in the next day on Saturday and he came, his, um, his guy who's supposed to do like our whole framing and ceiling and all that committed suicide Thanksgiving day. So the job started off like that. Um, just, I mean, that was, this shit was like crazy. Like this shit was very sad and like, you know, for him, because like, yeah, that was like his boy. Like he came in, he's like, "Yeah, I called this kid for him to come to work." And me and then like his his family told me like, "Yo, he killed himself yesterday." Like, so I'm like, "Whoa, that was great! Happy Thanksgiving!" Um, yeah, bro, it was, it was wild. Well? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, 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 man. But it, it's just oh, moving. Like, a, hopefully, it, it takes. Hopefully, by the Right after New Year, it'll be done. He said two more weeks, two and a half weeks. I, I think that's a that's an accurate timeline. I just can't wait, bro. Yeah, to be done. Right? Yeah, and then just to see, like, just the final project. Yeah, see what it is. Yeah. Finding what we wanted. I mean, we our kitchen before was just so ancient and like ugly. 
Um, so to get that lighting out, the cabinetry and all that, yeah. Bruh. Did you just fall asleep, yo? Nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> I thought I heard something out here, and I was just like, what the fuck is that? It's probably a kind of... What do you got? They got it's, still, man, it's, some, it's some. Let me tell you something about North Carolina, though, bro. It's some shit out here I've never seen before, like bugs and stuff like that. Bro, my first my first week at, working over at um at, at my middle school, whatever. This lady just kept coming in and out of the um our media center uh, door. Just kept coming in and out, kept coming in and out. The last time she came through. I'm looking at the door. I was like, what's that black shit hanging from the top of the door? It was a fucking snake. What? A four-foot-long snake, bro. Literally, like, it fell from, like, it was, like, crawling across the top of the door threshold and and then fell through. And as the door closed, uh, uh, clamped its tail. So the snake was inside the fucking building, like, dangling and shit. Yo. Custodian had to come get it, like, you know what I'm saying? Put it in the bucket, walk it to the other side of the campus and set it free. Yo, son, I've seen, uh, what is that, field mice out here? You ever heard of field mice? They just be mm-hmm. hopping out, like, <laughs> like they be popping out of, out, of, out of anywhere. You know what I'm saying? The bugs that they got out here are big as hell. There some Let me know from Tell me you from the hood without telling me you from the hood. It's no, like a little, country. <laughs> this shit, yo, man. This is a few mice. Have you seen field mice? Like, dog, that's regular. <laughs> yo, bruh. Meanwhile, nah, Reggie's like, oh, that's a, that's a rat. That's nothing. Yeah, right, right, right. Now. But mad little, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? These mice mad little. I was like, what the fuck? Nah, man, it's crazy. And I was just like, yo, so. These black snakes, it is like, no, they're pretty common in North Carolina. They keep the field mice in line. I was like, what? What kind of circle of life am I living in right now, son? It's crazy. They got the, um, what is it, Nando? The Zundolites. How you say the English? Oh, little, um, Anolis. Yeah, 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 like the geckos, right? The little shits? Yeah, no, they're Anolis. They're not geckos. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. Them shits. We got uh, them out here, too. Never heard of an Anoli. I never heard of Anoli neither, but uh, they, they're common in Florida, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They, we got the house out here too, in North Carolina, man. You guys don't have water bugs, though, right? Those big roaches that those big roach-looking things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the water bugs, bro. Huge. Those are scary. Huge. Yeah. Huge, bro. Nah, man. Yo, the stick, stop. stick around here. Uh, nah, son. Honestly, yo, Deuce, really though, that's just like. Literally 2% of, like, you know, the grand scope of everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they got the bugs and the wildlife and all that. Like, they literally got people walking around telling you to be careful on the roads because, you know, it's deer mating season. <laughs> so you might see some deer fucking on the road. <laughs> Not even. They be right in the middle of the road getting it in. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> be careful. <laughs> do you swerve or do you stop and wait till they're done? Like, nah, they'll be in the middle of the road getting it in. It's just me that they're hyperactive. They... <laughs> yeah. It, but deer be hyperactive around here, too. They be hyperactive. Just hitting the streets, just running out into the streets. Oh, like, there be nights when I'm coming home from the lodge, like late night, every, every oh, it's almost a given every night. As soon as I cross over from Orange into South Orange, yeah, deer, deer, and they humping, and they humping, and they humping. They out here, man. I seen, I seen a fox the other day. That shit, I I was so like, I've never actually seen a fox in real life, so I didn't even know like what it. I could, it was took me a while to identify what it was. Now nah, those well, I was we're just seeing shit all the time. Yeah, and I was like, were... oh, bushy tail. That's a fox. <laughs> Uh, they be out here in South Orange, baby boy, too. More yeah. South Orange, though. This lady they said be, she be watching. They be looking like this lady around me said because she walks her dog earlier than me in the morning, like five a.m. She like she be seeing. Um, she's been approached by a coyote twice. Hey, you said she's been. A, did you say attacked? Approach. Like the coyote doesn't try to attack her, but it tries to intimidate her. Like it runs up to her and runs like alongside of her, but doesn't like jump her her dog. Yo, what's up, yo? You see me recording the podcast, dog? <laughs> dog, dog, 
He's literally talking to his dog too. Like there's a, I don't want nobody thinking no talks to his wife like that. Like, you know. <laughs> that would be the podcast. <laughs> it would because all my equipment would go in the trash. <laughs> Yo, son, that's so funny, man. That's so funny. Yo, you heard about this dude Twitch? Since all those talking about uh, suicide and shit, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And DJ um, from the Ellen DeGeneres show, man, just 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 apparently or allegedly committed suicide or whatever. Yeah, man. I mean, um, his the, the internet world took it pretty hard. Um, yeah, the internet world was was pretty loose about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things, man, where you know you you really don't you can't really understand what what's going through people's brains and their minds, right. and. You know, and I was thinking about it in the moment because when it happened, I was like, man, like that dude had like the world in his hands. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, granted, the show's over, but, you know, he was on like one of the biggest shows like in the world. Um, yeah. You know, he had been on multiple shows. Um, you know, he's essentially, you know, a, I guess you say a celebrity. And, you know, you can tell by just the, the outpour of love for him on the Internet, like, mm-hmm. Um, I guess what he meant to people, um, and you know, and I was thinking about it, man, because you know, I mean, we've all been in 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 dark places before, where you know we where it crosses our mind, right? But saying it out loud, um, sometimes it um. Like you don't know how people are going to react to it, right? It's and I think, riddle, man. yeah, and I think when you're living with that and becomes to that level where it actually becomes a realistic consideration for you, yeah, and you can't express it to someone who can um, empathize or not take it in a way where they become. Um, uber concerned or scared or thinking that you're really you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's hard to, to to express it without scaring someone yeah right? and i think that when you get to that place where it becomes a real thing for you and you really can't express it it becomes dangerous mm-hmm. um and you know it's sad because you know he leaves behind a wife and three children and um, i always thought that my bad. But when you say express it, I just want to know, like, explicitly, like, what do you mean by express it? Like, the thoughts of suicide or the thought of, like, being in a dark place at the moment? No, the thoughts of suicide. Okay. Right? Because I, I think that once you once you get to that place where it becomes that heavy, like, you need to express it. Like, you need mm-hmm. to have someone who you can talk to um, that understands whether they have gone through it before or whether they're trained to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that particularly as people of color, we're trained to not have that conversation. And I know like we live in a world of mental health now where um, it's become more of a conversation to have and people feel more comfortable in having the conversation, which is, which is amazing um, that we've come this far, but still, like you, you never know the the darkness um, that, that that people have going on in their mind, and you know, in in like I said, it's sad because you you leave behind an entire family, and I can never imagine getting that far, that deep to where I can one, you know, um, leave my family without me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna miss all of these great moments with Mars and my wife um you know that I need to be here for so it becomes like you know one of those things that you know you, you have to find reasons to balance but you yeah. have to find reasons in your life that balance and hopefully outweigh that thought or those thoughts right um, no, I, I was gonna say um so it comes to a point where I think that's when the illness kind of exasperates itself right when you just because you probably should. So I don't think you should wait to the point where you're thinking about yeah. suicide. You should normalize. Oh, yeah, sure. like, 
Yeah. I think we should normalize yeah. saying, like, you know, this is shitty. Like, I, I don't feel good. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it's a human survival thing. I think we just all are just like, you know, someone could not be fine. You ask them how they're doing. They're just going to say good or fine or whatever, you know, like, yeah. It's a society that we live in where people are just like, like no one really wants to hear your complaints. You know what I mean? Um, and we all got our own shit, right? Huh? We all got our own shit going on. We all got our own shit. You know what I mean? And even at the points where, you know, even the people who are like, yeah, you know, like you should like share it. At the end of the day, like we don't have time to really, unless it's your job, you know? But yeah, no one really has time to sit around and listen to. Sit, I mean, I'm gonna say it because I know a lot of us feel it. Like no one has time to listen to other people complain constantly. Like we all yeah. often say, oh, that person's energy is draining. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like a negative Nancy. Like there's, there's so many like negative connotations that come with it. Um, with, with, with you expressing yourself like that mm-hmm. constantly, you know. But it's like where people don't have that space to express themselves like that constantly and continuously. That's when I think it, it, they get wrapped up in their mind and the illness. The mental illness exasperates itself and it gets to a point where it's just too far. It's like, yeah, I can tell you I'm thinking about killing myself, but like, that's, that's, I'm already at that point where all that other stuff has like piled up so much that this is like my last resort. Yeah. I think, I I think the thing is too, is the fact that like, you know, going back to what Deuce is saying, as far as, you know, uh, the balance, right? Just like thinking about all the positives. I think when it, when you get to that mental space where you're about to kill yourself, you, you can't find those. No. You can't find those positive things in your life. Even though like, you know, even though we could probably both be going, everybody's mental is not the same to where, you know, they can concentrate on the, the positive aspects of the shitty stuff that's going on in their life, right? So that kind of makes it tough. And then, you know, going by what Naldo's saying, like that, you know, they People are going to be like that because a lot of times the people that have these issues, they're looking for a particular person just to um, uh, uh, hear them out. But there are outlets, though, man. There are hotlines, man. There are therapists out there that like, you know, um, that not not just are paid to do it, but want to help people. Right. Um, you know, and, and essentially it's just going after that or having like being in that mental space we've all been to a point where it's like yo man this shit sucks and literally like you don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. like it's debilitating physically right so for you to be in that mental space to want to go out and seek help for some people it's easier just to be like i'm done like you know what i'm saying like it's over like then to physically have to go out there and find somebody that is going to um, uh, 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 hear them out. Case in point is like, you know, I, I think I told you guys the story before about the guy that tried, you know, the the um, Golden Gate Bridge is the the number one suicide destination. There was a guy that lived in San Francisco that wasn't too far from the Golden Gate Bridge. He said that on his walk to the Golden Gate Bridge, if just one person said hi to him, he wouldn't have jumped. Mm-hmm. You know, you he ended up, say what? I remember having a conversation with somebody. Was it you? Yeah, I think it was me. And then dude ended up surviving. He survived, you know, yeah. He survived that jump because you know some people some people do survive their suicide attempts, right? And like he he remembers saying that like, yo man, like halfway down, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I didn't want to kill myself. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not until like you know it's about to hit the fan that you realize that you kind of, I guess, making a mistake. Um, but you know, from the top of the, the Golden Gate Bridge down to the bottom, like there's there's time for that, but not everybody has that time when you pull on the trigger, like you know what I'm saying, or yeah. you take a whole bunch of pills or some shit like that, like you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but my case in point is that like you know, it, it could be anybody that just be putting that air out for that person. Um, and it takes that person willing to talk. Because I've, I've been in that dark place before where I didn't want to talk to nobody. Somebody asked me if I was okay. I did exactly what Nardo said. I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. We do it all the time. 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 And it primarily because you don't think that somebody wants to hear your shit. You don't think so. And at the end of the day, you also just... If you can say you're not good, Right. I and mean, this is just, this might just be me, like me sharing my experience. Like, say you're not good, but like, what are you going to do after that? Like, you still got to keep going, right? Right. And that could be my, that could be my. That's your mental. That's your mental. That's my mental. Exactly. That's something that, you know, like, I'm, I, it's a, 
I'm happy that I'm able to do that and process that. Be like, yo, the, I'm I'm gonna be good either way because like if I'm alive, I'm okay. Like if I get out of bed, I figure it out. No. Um, but not every, like you said, not everyone has that. Um, mm. Which to me is also it's a weird thing, man. I can't understand. I can't say I fully understand it. People who do it, I can't say like I I, I understand why they do it. You know, like to me, I don't understand why they do it. I, I something I don't understand at all. Like suicide um it sucks it's just yeah i think everyone should get a therapist at birth and a life coach i think those are two things we all should get because we all could need guidance and someone to listen to us with unbiased Mm -hmm. like peers that's scary man to get to a point to where you're just like whatever you know what i'm saying and, you know, back to Deuce's point, man, there's so many things that you can miss, like, you know, when it comes to life, like, you know what I mean? But for you to be in a place to where, like, you feel as though your existence doesn't matter, that's that's a, that's that's more than dark, bro. Like, especially with, a dark place. Especially for people who have access and resources to be able to get the help, you know, like, Right. Which was right. he could right. he could have found help. He could have sought help. He could have he had access. He had I'm sure he has enough money to get all the help that he wants. He had resources, right? Probably has people around him that could have referred him and offered him support. You know what I mean? If they we don't know that he didn't, we didn't. Huh? We don't know that he didn't have that. Right. We we don't yeah, know. Right. Right. So we don't. right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like there's this. I have thoughts about it, man. I don't know. Like I could. Say it's like a selfish thing, but I don't understand it. That would be selfish of me to say that it's selfish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, oh, this is your final resort. Like, I could say it was a weak thing, you know, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've never been put in that position, so I couldn't even. I can't speak on right. how you feel right. when you get to that point. I, I've been in dark places before, but not to the point where, like, you know, I even thought about like, you know, ending my life or anything like that. Like. Like in my mind, it's just like, you know, though, I woke up this morning, so I got to figure it out. Like, you know what I mean, like, I, figure it out. <laughs> I got another chance, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, and it's not knocking those that, you know, are so depressed that, you know, they, 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 they're contemplating it, which is a very real situation. It's just that people need to know that there are resources out there to help them out, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they just don't lose hope all the way. Like, but life is, life is, life is. Life is be life and dog like that should be life be life at you like life be life and bro and no one tells you how to no one teaches you how to like master it or navigate it you know what I mean yeah. like you really have to get up and figure it out on your own because your mental space is not whoever's teaching you coaching you whatever they they can't say that they've experienced your mental space before everyone's different you know like what you're yeah. experiencing your whole life experience is so unique to you and you only. Mm-hmm. It's like no one can really fully comprehend, right? This is life, right? Right. Like damn, so you left three kids, man. Like my brother brought up an interesting point the other day um, on his Instagram after he killed himself. He's like, man, it's crazy. Like we think like his life was so great, but imagine your life literally having to be, even when you're th- those days where you're not wanting to get up out of bed, you're feeling down, and like you still got to go up. And you got to get up and, and you got to dance and dance. Yep. You know, like. Yep. All of us have to get up and perform it to some extent, you know, yeah. like no matter mm-hmm. how it's feeling. But to get up and have to like, right. like my performance could just be me being like cordial, you know, like I don't have yeah. to smile and dance. Right. And like you have to give energy that sometimes like, you don't have. Right, right. And he probably maxed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably well, maxed he out. Like, he's entertaining us. He's making money. This guy's great. Like Ellen, yeah, like yeah. you get to dance with Ellen. Nigga. I want to dance with Ellen. You feel me? Yeah. But, like, I don't want to dance when Ellen tells me I have to dance. But the, exactly. <laughs> but he's just like, yo, Ellen, yo, we did the same dance for the last five years. One day is not, give me one break. And he's like, no, you, you have to dance today. Oh, Come on, you know what? It's a wrap. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do life anymore. I want to dance. It's oh, Dance is over. That's crazy, though, man. It's sad. Crazy. It's sad, man. Yeah. It's sad. You never know what somebody's going through, bro. You have no idea. No idea. Oh, man, switching gears, guys. Let's um, do it. La- last topic of the day. Uh, how, how do y'all feel about this Deion Sanders thing? 
I, I feel like I feel like it's been a hot button thing. This has been a hot button. Some of our very good friends have been going back and forth about this thing too, bro. So can I say, first of all, I, I didn't even know there was such like, besides our friend who we probably talked about, I didn't even know there was like such uprage about it. Because everyone's responding to like, why is everyone so upset? I'm like, who is everyone, bro? Who's upset? <laughs> this is not on my algorithm. <laughs> but I didn't see him posting it all the time. I'm like, all right. I guess, I guess you're defending, I don't know, your algorithm's different. But like, Niggas just care too much, yo. Like, why do you care so much about what this man is doing? Like, <laughs> who are you so, working for, nigga? <laughs> so, so I care, and, and and I'll tell you why I care, right? <clears throat> so first, first, give me your stance, and then tell me why you yeah. care. Well, I, I think it might be for for those who are listening who don't care about this scenario uh, or haven't heard. They probably add some context to what to what's happening. So, essentially, Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame football player, um, he. You made a decision to coach at Jackson State University, which is an HBCU, uh, historically black college. And uh, after three seasons, he decided to take a job at Colorado State, predominantly white institution. Um, so um, so I, I don't know that I have a stance on it. So, so I was skeptical about it to begin with, right? Because, um, you know, Deion Sanders historically has always been about Deion Sanders. Right. It's never been about anyone else. Um, you know, everything that he's done in his career professionally has been about him, which is fine and understandable. Right. Because, I mean, we all got to be out for ourselves. Right. But when Deion Sanders decided to take the job at Jackson State, he framed it as if it was a calling from God. Yeah. To help. HS, uh, HBCUs in general, particularly Jackson State, but the the culture, right? Right. He framed it as if he was doing it for the culture to help provide awareness to these institutions that had historically been under resourced, right? Mm-hmm. So, bringing attention to those um, the, those institutions, using his platform to help bring awareness to, to them so that we can potentially start bringing more of the talent, right, that mm-hmm. we create as, as people of color, particularly Black people in college football, bringing attention to those institutions to bring the most valuable asset that these historically white institutions have, sports-wise, athletic-wise, bringing more of that to the HBCUs to help um, mm-hmm. build up yeah, those institutions, right? That's yeah. how he sold it, right? Yeah. In reality, what it was, was Dion wanted to be a power five football coach, right? Yes. He yes. wanted to coach division one football. Yes. Dion did not want to be a coordinator. Dion no. didn't want to be anybody's and assistant. assistant coach. Right? Nope. Right. right. So what he did was he used this Jackson State and this opportunity as a platform to give himself the opportunity to make the move he ultimately wanted to make, yeah. which is fine. Right. If that's what you want to do, but don't frame it as if you're coming in and doing God's work or coming in and you're doing it for the culture or coming in and trying to change the system or the structure um, that has failed these institutions historically and you're using your platform to change that when you're really doing it for yourself. And, and that's the problem I have with it. And then people put up all these things about, oh, he got his car broken into, he did this, yeah. he did that, the institution didn't, you know, they were only paying him X amount of dollars. He knew all that before going into it. He knew that he was going into the hood. He knew that he was going to get paid X, Y, Z. He knew that he was going to be under-resourced, right? He knew all these well, things going into it. Good. Right. So he knew all these things. So the idea that he came in to help this institution and it failed him, I think is unfair, right? That is unfair, yeah. Because he knew what he was getting into to begin with, right? So the thing is with HBCUs, like HBCUs is not about sports, right? It's really about education more than anything, right? Mm -hmm. And building up people of color, particularly young black men, to go out and be productive citizens and community. How many HBCU players go to the NFL 
Very small percentage, right? Very few. Very right. few. Right. Very so, so you go into it knowing that these guys aren't going to the NFL, right? You got, you got four years with these guys to turn them into productive men and citizens, right? That's what HBCUs are about. I mean, my, my take might be a hair different, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel as though that, like, yeah, maybe like on the whole thing about, you know, him being sent by God and all this and that, the Jackson State, like, I, you reach, brother. Like, you reach, you reach hard on that. But not for nothing, man, like, he put a lot of money in Jackson State University, building up the facilities, like, you know what I'm saying, giving those players, you know, a, a, a D1 experience, right? Um, there was a lot of money that came through Jackson, Mississippi at that time that he was there. Um, and you can't be mad at the Dion effect, man. Like when he got there, uh, uh, you know, even with the whole um, uh, uh, with the cameras and them recording for the show, that that brought a lot of money to Jackson, man. And it was a community that was hurting for a very long time. So that's 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 one that's one plus I got to give it. Was he clowning the showboat and soft showing? Yes, he was. I, I get that. Thirty years. Yeah, but he's been, he been doing it his whole life. He's prime, son. Like he literally says it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm prime. Like this, this is who I am. This, he is a show. He's a brand, right? But like he came down to Jackson State, and you know he he did what he did, um, and he's leaving. Um, he, but he's leaving them with you know a a a a, a base or a formula or a foundation to where. Hopefully Jackson State can continue to build on that, right? But how? Um, huh? But how, right? But again, Dion is the formula, right? To your point. Mm -hmm. All of those things happened because of Dion, right? You're leaving it. Mm -hmm. Granted, again, this is it's his prerogative. I don't yeah. blame him for leaving, right? But yeah. again, all those things happen because of Dion. Now that right. Dion's not there, how long will it take for everything to regress and go back to what it was. But then again, but then that's not his, that's not his, that's not his, that's not on him. One I thing that you can, one thing that Dion said that not, right? makes a lot of sense to me was that you say, listen, man, as a, as a head coach of a football team, you either, um, you know, uh, 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 you getting fired or you getting renewed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one or two things, right? Um, and he chose not to get renewed. He get a new job over at Colorado state. And his message to them was that like one, Jumping that transfer portal because I'm bringing dogs with me. He said, "I bring my I bring my luggage with me. I'm not mad at that." Um, and I agree with you, Deuce. He's been hunting for a Power Five uh, 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 coaching job for the longest, but he wasn't trying to be nobody's assistant. That don't that doesn't go with the prime brand. Like that's just not for him, right? So he got what he exactly what he wanted. It might not necessarily have been a mission from God or whatever it is. Like however he wants to put it. But he got exactly what he wanted. And along the way, even if he did kind of use Jackson State, yo, Jackson State kind of used Prime too. And I think I think all of us, you know, when you look at – I don't think Deion's story is different from all of us. You know, like I think we all have our purpose, right? We all have a calling in life yeah. where we all do something. Um, we don't like it that he probably using God, but if he would have said the universe has called me to go and work at this HBCU and bring attention and, and you know, and like he – did all that. I mean, HBCUs are thriving right now. They're actually, the ones in North Carolina are getting sued by other North Carolina schools because of they have over 10, they were able to like over enrollment from like in-state and out-of-state kids. So they're getting sued by the other white institutions. So I think Dion's impact was exactly what he was sent to do, what we wanted. And it all happened along around the time where like the whole Black Lives Matters thing was moving and people were trying to put, you know, black and colored people at, at the forefront of things. Um, so to, to have that happening over the past, I don't know how long he was there for, but over the past, what, three years, I think? He's been there. I mean, it, there's been a lot of money that's come to HBCUs, um, exposure, athletes, talent. And at the end of the day, like to encourage these 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 boys, whether you know they're not they're not going to play in the NFL, you want them to just come and get an education. If, it, if he was just able to get them there just to get into the institution and have that opportunity, at the end of the day, it's up to them to kind of carry that on. You know, it's not like Dion. We all got to do what's best for us at the end of the day, man. But he did. He did his job. He came through. He stubble that short. And can you I say, it goes farther than athletics. I, you know, like just the spotlight that he put, that he put on HBCUs yeah. is why enrollment has gone up so much across the board for HBCUs. You know, not even just like student athletes, like just people wanting to be 
go to HBCU because they know of the opportunity it can afford them mm-hmm. versus being at a I wish I would have went to an HBCU. Me you both. Know, that shit would have been crazy. That shit would have been. Could you imagine being somewhere where like everyone around you is black and educated? Like and, and, and the tradition behind those kinds of institutions, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you're, crazy. you're attributing that to Deion Sanders. I'm not attributing that to oh, Deion Sanders. Okay. I, me growing up, I didn't know a lot about HBCUs. No, I didn't at all. At all. But I know yeah. now a lot of kids do know because guess guess what? Jackson State is popping up on your on your on your timeline. Whether it's them celebrating or dancing in a locker room, that was not happening years ago. Like it was not HBCUs on your timeline dancing and, and celebrating in a locker room. It was Alabama, like, Auburn. Yeah, you've seen uh, other schools. Clemson, like you saw that. Yeah. But his his I, yeah, I, his I, celebrity I, and notoriety, I I do think has brought attention to HBCUs in general, like across the board. And yeah, their enrollment has boosted. And he's just he might not be the only person who had that hand in there, but you can't say he didn't have any part in it. Like uh, no, definitely not saying that at all. Definitely not saying that at all. I, I do agree with you um, about, you know, his contribution to the impact of what's happening 100%. Um, do, again, do I think that he is the catalyst? No, I don't. I don't. I think George Floyd is probably the catalyst um, far more than it is Deion Sanders, right? And to be honest with you, I don't think that Deion Sanders is coaching Jackson State football if George Floyd doesn't happen. Um, but you know, how long was he there? He was there three seasons, so he started. He's no, it wasn't before he started, uh, that 2021 22. So it was the same year, yeah. It was the same. He said, he said right after that, he went, uh, he ended up accepting that job, right? Anyway, so I mean. We will uh, agree to disagree, or however you want to call it, on this topic. But yeah. hey, that's that's the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, review us, all that good stuff. And don't forget to share. Forever. See you guys next time. That's how the kids do now. It is. All right, cool. It's not going on YouTube anyway. So. I know it's not. I know it's not. You got to have four fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo.